What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. This is going to be the uh, last one as I head out to Skank Fest. Not the last one ever. We're not done with the podcast. But, you know, there might be a bit hiatus, and then I'm in Mohegan Sun, and then, dude, going to Europe? Going to Europe. I'm a world-famous traveling, touring, out-in-Europe comedian. Let's come hang out in Europe. Uh, And uh, I want to warn anyone who's coming out to see my comedy. I just did the Yom Kippur thing. I repented, and I'm a holy man now. I delved so deep into my soul and reconnected with my faith that I even forgive Spirit Airlines. I'm a new individual. I warn everyone that when I show up to these comedy shows now, we're done with the dick jokes. There won't be any comments about Michael over here and the fact that he might be running for president and uh, uh, Barack Obama is finally going to come out and embrace his man-wife. No, there's going to be a new me, and uh, I'm out there. I did get my bad back from Spirit, and uh, I'm hoping to film what I had to go through, the people I had to interrogate, the fights I had to have in the woods, the compass that I found as I was lost. I went through, my God, talk about the trials and tribulations of getting a bag back from Spirit Airlines and then going through the repenting process on the holy day. And I'm telling you guys, I'm a new man. And uh, don't expect jokes when you see me anymore because I'm going to be out there trying to, you know, get other people to reconnect with the Lord. Uh, But I am on a new vendetta with Delta, which is the devil, because apparently when I fly, I I remember booking my flights. Oh, my God, people. I know you think you're out there and you might start be thinking, hey, I think Rob's the problem. I'm not the problem here. These airlines are the problem. Don't let them gaslight you into thinking that you're the problem. I'm very meticulous when I actually sit down and take Adderall and book flights and make these arrangements. I'm very meticulous and I won't book a flight if I can't sit in the aisle seat. You know, want to know why? Because I'm a claustrophobic, antsy, nervous person. And as long as I got the aisle seat, I can just get up and take a piss whenever I want to take a piss. And at least that little that little bit of freedom while I'm stuck on a flight, maybe a Spirit Airlines one that doesn't fly anywhere and you just have to sit there for three hours, two days in a row, and then not get your air bag rack. But that little bit of freedom that if I want to get up and go urinate, I don't have to wake up these two people and bother them while I go and urinate. That little bit of freedom changes the whole thing for me to at least being acceptable. So you want to talk about you try and pace yourself with how much partying you're going to be doing at Skankfest? I will not be pacing myself because I got a flight in the middle of the day tomorrow. I somehow ended up in the second to back row against the window on the Delta Devil because Spirit Airlines is forgiven now because I repented to the Lord. And I know I don't even do comedy anymore. I just show up to towns and I uh, prostatize that other people should rekindle their face in the Lord and also forgive Spirit Airlines. But then on the next flight, get really angry at the next airline. There's a lot to follow in this show. And I promise we're going to get into the news. Even I'm like, I think you got to slow down. You're throwing too many things from too many different angles. I don't think anyone can can process what if this is or is not a joke. Anyways, we're going to have a fully loaded Run Your Mouth podcast here right now. And then probably off for a couple days at Skankfest. Unless I can track down Sam Tripoli. Because uh, I've gone further down this conspiracy rabbit hole. I feel like he's the OG conspiracy theorist. And uh, also, I, I know he's rekindled with his faith. So uh, I, I'd like to maybe see if I can get a hold of him for a podcast. Uh, also, update on the Run Your Mouth Sheath Hats. You guys responded in droves. I had to turn people away. But they're first five people, and I got one more person to respond to. Uh, I want to do a meet and greet with Bobby the Bank. Maybe we can do. Maybe we can make it a whole event. We can. Uh, he can teach us how to, uh, uh, you know, how to put together vision boards so that we can have, we can do it like an arts and crafts event, team sheath picture, or even better, we can do a, a Bobby the Bank sheath underpants inspection to make sure you're wearing your your sheath correctly. 
Because, you know, sometimes you can wear them as boxer briefs. You can wear them as, uh, you know, separating your balls from a dick. Either way, it's the most comfortable underpants you've ever worn. And not only am I a regular sheath wearer, you can come inspect me over Skankfest. I don't mind. You want, you want to do a sheath inspection, I'll be sheathing. I'll be out there. I'll show you the top strap. Or if you want to maybe cop, don't, don't cop a feel. Maybe cop a feel. I don't know how I feel about people copping a feel. The first guy might get away with that. will be like, I did say it on the podcast. Then the second guy might get hit. And then by the third guy. So, you know what? Let's just go. You want to see the strap and proof that I'm wearing sheath? I'll, I'll be showcasing the fact that I'm sheathing. I got my sheath stocked up and ready to go. I think I got five days worth of sheath underwear. Maybe one day of dirty underwear so that I can make good on my sheath, uh, my sheath, my sheath strap guarantee. Anyways. I'm going to email everyone. We'll, we'll, uh, I'm thinking maybe before the live part of the problem, we'll do a little sheet picture, and then I'll, I'll, I'll prostatize all of you guys with my new energy of being rekindled in my faith and uh, forgiving of Spirit Airlines. Because if I can find it in my heart to forgive Spirit, Spirit Airlines, think about how I can help you let go of all the accounts that you're holding in your heart. And that, that, that's what we're going to focus on with Bobby the Bank. We'll hold our hands. We'll wear our sheath hats. We'll, 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 we'll forgive people that have, uh, that have wronged us in the past, including the demon spirits of Spirit Airlines that are harvesting our energies, and then allow for space in our heart to help hate new people. All right, that's what we're going to be doing. Bobby the Bank is going to leave, leave uh, 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 a ceremony in which we unleash all the previous hate that we've held in our hearts so that we have new room to hate new people. Because at some point, if you've already spent too much time uh, focused on your rage from other people, you might outgrow it. And so you need to create new space for new rage. And that will be the ceremony that Bobby the Bank will lead us in at Skankfest. And I hope that the five people who uh, won their hats will join us in said ceremony. And then they can wander the festival and teach other people how they can let go of the anger in their heart so that they can have more space to be rageful towards newer people. And let us all say, Amen. I don't even know if I should continue the podcast. I just feel like we just covered so much ground in hatware, checking your junk and spirituality. I don't even know where we can go from here. All right. Why don't we talk about this uh, incident down in Canada? Because rarely do you get something this grand. Oh, my God. Canada is so inclusive that they're even celebrating the Nazis. And there you go. Someone just going scoped it. Doesn't this guy look a little bit too good for being 100 years old? Are we all sure that God actually hates Nazis? Because this guy looks rather good. Not only that, but, uh, you know, talk about the rally of the century. Not only are we uh, sending money so that the Nazis out in the Ukraine can fight the Russians, but now we're celebrating the uh, people of World War II in Canada. What an epic blunder. What? A- and bless this old guy that he showed up for the award. That he heard he was being honored and he sat there at home and went, Finally, someone realizes Hitler was right. And he showed up. It would have been greater if he even just had his uniform on, if he came out ready to party. Finally, the the, the people of Canada have realized that the Fuhrer, the Fuhrer is actually the one and only. What an incredible tale. Talk about the emperor wears no clothes, that everyone stood up. They applauded for this piece of propaganda. Someone thought, hey, an old guy who used to be in Ukraine who's 100 years old, This is something that we could all get behind. We could feel the spirit of the Nazis that we're currently trying to fund, and we can all celebrate it until everyone's like, wait a second, 100-year-old guy fought in World War II? Sounds like you're clapping for Nazis. And then even Trudeau had to show up the next day and go, I don't, I, I, listen, we get everything right. 
There's never a logistical problem here. You can trust us with everything as we ramp down and have uh, and impose more of our authority and will on our country. But, you know, the simple logistics like whether or not we understand enough history to realize that the World War II veteran that we're bringing is probably a Nazi war criminal. You can't expect us to get that right. Oh, it's so great. A whole room applauding with no realization of that, you know, now things go on to Twitter and people just go, hey, I think you're clapping for a Nazi. By the way, you know how like in the same way you guys just overmissed a detail? You just, you overmissed a detail. You thought, hey, this would make for a good piece of propaganda and you just overmissed a little detail that the guy happened to have been a Nazi. Just a little detail that you overmissed. Maybe everything in COVID that you put out and then the people on Twitter were like, hey, you know the virus mutates. Hey, you know the mRNA is not actually a vaccine. Hey, you know that uh, the, the utility of this actually has more deaths in the uh, group of people that got it. Just sometimes you guys might miss little details, and so you might as well throw it up to Twitter. Maybe what you guys should do is just start brainstorming ahead of time and going, hey, listen, the CDC came back with this, I was only recommending. I was I, The only thing I ever did was recommend. So here's what you can do when you got a recommendation. You can toss it up to the world and go, this is incredible. We got Wikipedia. We got an open-sourced internet. Well, I don't know that you can describe it that way. But anyway, he's got the hive mind. So let me toss this up to the crowd because I, we might overlook the detail. There you go. Eat some fucking humble pie, government, and just understand, hey, you might be overlooking a detail. So toss it up to Twitter, and then you might find out that the vaccines don't actually work or that the guy that you just applauded for was a Nazi. All right, and speaking of, uh, you know, government maybe eating a little bit of humble pie, coming back, making some acknowledgments. Uh, this was an article. We got quite a few New York Post articles. You know, sometimes we go different grooves on the show. Sometimes a lot of weak magazines. Sometimes you get a lot of Wall Street Journal. This time, you get a lot of New York Post. So this was Biden using physical therapy, tennis shoes, and shorter stairs to dodge falls per report. A stumble-prone President Biden is taking urgent steps to prevent further embarrassing falls ahead of next year's election. You'd think the greatest country ever could have some more creative solutions for stairs. You know what? You might you might just put an awning over them and just go, we realize that the uh, president needs his privacy as he boards an airplane. Or maybe lower the airplane? Maybe get little magical elevators? Are you telling me that you can't get this guy prosthetic legs? You can't get him some bionic thing that just holds it in place. Like, where was, like, that thing that they even had at the beginning of Forrest Gump before he started running real fast, and then it just fell apart? You're telling me that you guys can't, you don't have some Mission Impossible-type boots that can grip onto the stairs that some guy just works Biden's legs with a remote control? Or what about a different stunt double? Is there a different stunt double? Is the, the guy who, who's, who's better at the stairs? The guy with the ear attached or the guy with the loose ears? I feel like the guy with the ear attached probably has more stability. You know, those loose ears, those can weigh you down. You're telling me you can't get a Biden stunt double who can just manage the stairs? And then, I don't know, you put a wig on someone else and have that guy secretly walk up and that's the actual Biden. He can fall as much as he want. Or maybe you just stop having camera footage of presidents on stairs because now this is like, it's amazing how you can start placing odds on how many times he's going to walk a flight of stairs without collapsing down one of them. But isn't that great? The greatest country on earth. We can handle anything. There's no war we can't handle. There's no pandemic we can't handle. We need to exercise more emergency authority, but we can't figure out how to prevent an old guy from falling on stairs. Really? There's no technological thing that you guys have that can you can't secretly just like harness him like a rope toe type thing. Remember when you first learned skiing, they used to have the T thing that went between your legs and up your butt. I don't know if you guys ever remembered that. You get yanked by your butt right up the right up the ski slope. 
You can't get something like that. You can't harness the guy in so that he can't fall down a flight of stairs. Incredible. But listen, they need to exercise more control over everything. Strong growth begins with a strong infrastructure. So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PI, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. He needs to start running. Doesn't matter what the program's name is. That's why. The Rock for Vice President. Then you can get out and you get Biden up there. He goes, we're starting a new initiative. It's the proper poop I pick. Doesn't matter what the name is. But I, there's no way this guy's getting through another election cycle. How much further are they going to be pushing this thing? Uh, and with that, you know what, we're going to jump around stories a little bit because I feel like it's a better segue into this, which was Ted Cruz claiming the odds are very significant that Michelle Obama will replace Biden, uh, which good because, you know, then at least you get Kamala out and we ensure that we'll have a man in office because if there's one thing that's important to me. All right. Listen, I just want to put it out there. Michelle, if you'll show us your giant wiener, I will vote for you. I just I, I, I'm good. I'm 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 true to my word. I know it sounds like it would be against everything that I stand for. Another Obama getting back into office, getting in there so that they could drone drone kids, try and reinstitute this ESG global warming thing that's falling apart, pretending like it's really all for passion, compassion. But if you get out there and you just show it, you only and you only have to do it once. If you can just go out there and show it to us once or prove that you don't have it, you have my vote. Unless Trump comes in and he actually like says that he'll release Snowden and then, you know, take our troops back from the Ukraine so that we can hunt Bigfoot. I need to verify one rumor, crazy topic going into the next election. So it's either uh, Donald Trump's releasing Snowden and going to go find Bigfoot or Michael uh, Obama is going to show us his giant hog. Or maybe it's a tiny, maybe it's a little teeny tiny one, which could be exciting, too. Listen, I won't not vote for you on the basis that it turns out you didn't have a giant hog, but you do have a wiener. If you show it to us in good faith, you have my full support, lady or Mr. President, whichever title you prefer. And let's take a moment to plug our one sponsor that is behind such lunacy and topics. YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, the only place in the entire world where you can get entire Kratoms of kilos for just $60. So if you're into the Kratom thing, and you want to get yourself full kilos for just 60 bucks, you can still do that at yokratum.com, the only place where inflation doesn't exist. All right, and then talking about that Nazi, trying to push the propaganda, whether or not this uh, this war and supporting people out in the Ukraines is a good idea, let's uh, hear a quick word from none other than Rand Paul. Let's hear a quick word from none other than Rand Paul. They sent $100 trillion and nobody's counting the money and nobody's looking for the fraud. And Ukraine's always been in the top 10 or historically been in the top 10 for corruption. So now I think it's a huge mistake. It's, it's, there. it's an unpopular idea. And yet the leaders in Washington are dead set on ramming this down our throat. But I told them I am not going along with it. I will not allow my consent to let them push through more money for Ukraine, particularly when they have the gall to tell us they're going to pay Ukrainian government workers while our workers go unpaid. Seems simple enough. If you're going to send all the money over to the most or one of the most corrupt areas that pretty frequently money goes missing, shouldn't we at least have a slight accounting for it? All right, let's see what other topics we got lined up as we run through some of the biggest news stories from the last couple days before I head out to Skankfest. 
Hunter Biden is suing Rudy Giuliani, says the laptop exposure violated digital privacy. And that's what's nice about having that Burisma money. You can afford to sue everybody. You can go after the IRS. You can go on the offensive. Kudos to Hunter Biden in terms of, I don't know how he, you know, Trump seems to not get great lawyers. And then Hunter Biden seems to have very aggressive lawyers that just is starting lawsuits with everyone, which you got to respect. And now this one's funny because I guess they're trying to say that uh, the laptop was Hunter Biden's, but they hacked it and illegally accessed materials and then doctored some of those materials. And I, I could I, I bet that that lawyer for Hunter Biden will show up to court, though, and go, I'd like to start off by saying that that's definitely my client's incredible wiener. So I just want to get that off the way that there is definitely doctored information and a number of falsehoods, including the people that he may or legally or not have been hanging out with, with said exposed, exposed wiener. But the wiener, the magnificent cock is definitely Hunter Biden's. What we take issue is with some of the other materials that you have claimed to be his. But we just want to make it clear that that, 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 that part was authentic. All right, what else we got? What else we got? All right, you got some corruption. This Menendez guy is accused of, uh, of bribery. And uh, listen, they're 0 for 1 on proving, proving fraud cases against this guy. I don't even know what the last fraud case was, but I, they'll, they'll go, go fight this one. Who cares that they found hundreds of thousand dollars in gold in your house? If anything, I hope you get vindicated, and then you can explain to all of us why it is that you're stashing all your gold and, and dollars in your house. You know something about the economy and currency that the rest of us don't? What do you know as a senator that we don't, that you're stashing gold and hundreds of thousands of dollars in ca of cash in your house. I want all the details on the story. It's just being teased. It's just a light tease that apparently, I mean, they, they had enough evidence on this guy. It sounds like he was just doing what people would do in this position, which always makes me wonder, well, why are they going after this guy? Why is it this guy that's all of a sudden in trouble? Shady business dealings, trying to get some contractor off the hook from an investigation, trying to make sure that funds are going to the people of Egypt. All things that, that's the problem with this foreign aid is, yeah, I'll make sure that you get the aid you need as long as you get this paycheck over my way. You got to be so stupid to actually get busted for being bribed as a senator. You don't take cash payments. You don't take gold. You got to leave at some point and then have them do a book deal, give you a cable station. Netflix gives you something. Spotify gives you a deal. Someone buys your artwork. Someone hires your kids. Uh, you got to avoid the cash payments. Cash payments, they, they always find out about the cash. You, you think cash is king or gold is king. Hey, I, 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 don't keep it in your suit jackets. That's amateur hour. Keep it in your suit jackets. If, if you think that your money's safe because you hid it in your suit jackets, then guess what? You're probably not doing a slick enough job of uh, managing how or how not you're not getting bribed. But kudos to this guy. He's standing his ground, and he's like, listen, I beat you, I beat you punks the last time you tried to claim this, and you know why you were claiming this against me? It's because I'm a Mexican-American. And all of a sudden, the whole world, there's so many people crossing the border, we're trying to take down every Mexican-American that's out there, and that's why they wrongfully decided to invade my home and take the hundreds of thousands of dollars that I had in suit jackets and gold bars because that was my honest earnings. And that's what I like. Listen, people should be allowed to do whatever they want their honest earnings. And we've screamed enough in other things. You got to prove this shit in court. But I'd like more of the details of uh, why do they actually, it's not too typical, they raid people's homes and then they find all the money. It seems like you got, you got to do smarter things with the cash. You got to like use the cash to like buy, I don't know, some painting or some shit that maybe you'll be able to sell. Or maybe you need to, like, just hold the NFT that, like, 
you've got a guarantee. Well, I guess you're not going to get a guarantee from the guy that he's going to rebuy it back when you leave office because because uh, um, then you've already done the favor for him. So maybe what you need is you need someone else to, I don't know. You know what? Listen, I'll cook up some better fraud schemes. I don't know if any of you guys were planning on becoming a United States senator in the near future and you were trying to figure out how you could defraud the American public and make sure that you can profit from the power position that you have and the amount of money and contracts you can award to other people. Uh, but anyways, fresh news story. We'll see how that plays out. And you know what? I'm all for it. Let's play it out in court. Good for this guy for standing his ground and going, you know what? Let's play this one out. All right, let's watch a couple quick videos, and that will be our episode talking about government corruption. Shout out PremierPharma.com, the only place in the world. If you got a pharmacy, I don't know if it's the only place, but uh, you can get yourself uh, much cheaper generics for your customers. So if you actually care about your customers, go talk to people at Premier Pharma and save them a lot of money on their generics. All right, let's go check out this video here. In a recent profile, uh, General Milley raised the possibility that he thought if Trump was reelected, he would throw his opponents in jail. He said that he would be at the top of the list. Do you think that that's a real concern? And are you concerned that you could be on Trump's enemies list? Well, sure. Uh, I think there are probably uh, a lot of people uh, that are potentially uh, on such a list. Uh, and I, I just want to pause for a second. What would you describe what they're doing to Trump now? Because now they're sitting here with the outrage over people that actually, isn't this the guy that lied in front of Congress about the NSA spying? And I don't even know if he was involved in the Biden thing, but there certainly were other members of, uh, you know, of the deep state, of the NSA, of these, uh, as uh, 50 security officials have said, that looks like all the earmarks of Russian disinformation, or all these people in the deep state that went after Joe Biden, I mean, uh, Donald Trump at the beginning of his uh, presidency and said, hey, that's a Russian spy. We've got information about this guy being a Russian spy. And yet they got the balls to say, hey, as you're currently trying to put Donald Trump in jail, they go, aren't you afraid that if he got into the power, he would try? Well, you guys have just started this game. This is a new game that you guys are playing where, you know, you go after political enemies by trying to jail them. And in this case, you're probably actively defending someone who did something that's illegal. Again, that's uh, that's reprehensible. Uh, I, I think General Milley's comment was he didn't think Gen uh, President Trump would uh, be reelected. Well, I'm not so sure about that. So yeah, that's a that's a real concern for uh, for many of us. All right, and talking about getting these uh, in a recent profile cooks paid keeping uh, General, the game. In a recent come on, this was from. The New York Post, Mayorkas tap spies who lied for new intelligence experts group. I guess either they have to get Brennan back in with new security clearances, because I, I don't understand how you can both work at CNN commentating while still also having security clearance, because you know why? Because it's the same job. Whether or not you're commentating at CNN or you're over at the CIA, it's the same job. You actually got the same employer. You're, it's just you, you've been reassigned from running the organization to, hey, can you go watch CNN for a little bit? We're going to need someone over there keeping an eye on things, selling a war. Hey, listen, you got a new you got a new job, which is you got to sell the American people and that Donald Trump is a spy. Okay, that was nice work. Now, here's a great paycheck because you're going to help us, uh, you know, on this border thing as we sneak as many people as we can across to try and erode the fabric of our country. Here, let's read a little bit of this article. At least three former intelligence officials who publicly and falsely tried to discredit the post-bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story have landed a new gig as national security consultants. I guess they've done such a good job 
on CNN and these other channels uh, commentating on what's going on, people realize that this is where the real expertise is and that they need to be brought back in. The so-called spies who lied, former CIA director John Brennan. Good. John Brennan's back with a formal job in the government, probably still commentating. Or maybe the commentating thing has dried up for him because everyone realized that he lied for so long. Now he needs a government job again. Former National Intelligence Director James Clapper and former CIA Senior Operations Official Paul Colby will serve on the Department of Homeland Security's recently announced Homeland Intelligence Experts Group panel. So there you go. Like, in the next time that they say, oh, Donald Trump's a threat, it can come from the Homeland Intelligence Experts Group. Hey, we listen, We if Donald Trump gets back in, he's going to start going after other public officials. That's the leading intelligence that we have from the Homeland Intelligence Experts Group. A panel made up of former CIA and directors with national security intelligence, unlike anybody else. Just as many titles as you can to reference yourself and what your credentials are. We got to get these people back into office. Or maybe it's that they need their top propagandists back on the case because they're really not doing a good job of selling the story that the border is under control. And they're like, well, can you get me the guy who convinced the entire nation that uh, Donald Trump was a Russian asset for two years while he wasn't? flying through the news all right what else what else we got we got some other stories here let's watch this video which is uh as the uh deep state kooks come back out we've got hillary clinton sitting down with jen psaki once again drumming up this uh russian inter- we're not beyond russian interference as donald trump pulls ahead in the polls ahead of joe biden we have to go back to the story of russian interference which yes i guess how do you what what how do you define Russian interference? And at what level does it need to exist that you can actually say that it was impactful? Because just last week we were reading a story about uh, that billionaire, the guy who made all of his money off of currencies. Be really helpful if I knew his name, but all the money he's spending right now on the TikTok channels and getting the kids out there pretending like they actually care about politics. And is that interference? A billionaire paying people so it seems like they're more popular than they actually are? How many clickbait farms were working for Hillary Clinton at the time? How much Saudi Arabian money or other money did she have running around in the system? Like, can you, can you, one time, can someone sit across and go, can you define Russian interference? What does that mean? He made a single phone call, a single appearance on the news. He, he ran one bot farm with le- for less money and less impressions than something that you ran. Can you actually qualify the term? That's why they use the term. It's perfect. It sounds really nefarious, and it can mean anything. Let's continue. Vladimir Putin uh, has obviously your friend, your friend <laughs> yes. and mine. Uh, yes, indeed. He has uh, intervened in our election in the past. Right. It's not something, as you experienced firsthand, it's not something we talk about a lot. Do you fear that that is something that could be happening for 2024? And do you think we should be talking about it more? Isn't that great? Just stated as a total matter of fact. We all know even after the two years and it turns out that you guys ran a corrupt thing and you flipped the FBI to investigate something that didn't exist, we all know as a matter of fact that Russian interference might have cost you the election and it's horrible that the nation faces this. And there's not enough people who are talking about the Russian interference. Do you think, let me guess, let me guess, do you think Hillary Clinton's going, nope, we just, we made that up so we can move on from that story. You think that's what she's going to respond? More. Well, I think we should be talking about it more because I don't think, despite all of the 
uh, you know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways. Hey, don't 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 think about running Michelle Obama, because if it wasn't for that Russian interference, I would have won. I'm actually a winner. And now that he's being tied down and punished over the whole Ukraine thing, I can win again. In uh, the uh, internal affairs of other countries, funding political parties, funding, you know, political candidates, uh, buying off, uh, uh, you know, government officials in different places. So that is his. It's all matter of fact. After all, I mean, she's got this information from the uh, what was it? The deep state kook information committee's Security Council of America. So, you know, 100 percent factual. All right. So we're going to close out the show with one last topic, which is. uh been a number of news stories coming out of basically this ESG nonsense kind of running its course. Now, is it that the pump and dump run is over? They they sold their investors. They sold everyone on the fact that they were going to get the regulations to make these things profitable. And now they're slowly selling out of the positions and fucking over people that they convinced that this was a good idea. Pension funds are about to take a big ass loss. They will have made their fees. Could be. Could be that uh, this is just the end of one good old pump and dump scheme and they'll be on to the next one. Or it could be that uh, we're just kind of confronting that so many of these things aren't profitable. They actually come at a cost for people. People are nice and good environmentalists all of a sudden until it means that they can't drive their car to work and they're going to have to carpool with some smelly person. The second they realize, oh, I'm going to have to be on a fucking butt. Fuck that. I'm going to have to charge a car. I'm going to have to use an electric oven. I'm going to have to go make some single purchase or sacrifice in my life. I, I mean, I cared about the environment when it was somebody else's problem. But the second it's my problem and is going to affect my lifestyle, I could fi- fucking torch the earth. Go, go turn into Canada and, and burn the trees and celebrate the Nazis. That's what I say. Could just be that the uh, bill is actually starting to come due and people are realizing that this is a bunch of nonsense. Or that uh, people like me yelling have actually changed the landscape of news information so much that they weren't quite able to wrangle control over us in the way that they had hoped. They were hoping for health passports, keeping people in their homes, convincing them of eating bugs, and just guess what? There's enough information coming out about what they're doing with all the processed foods and whatnots that, uh, you know, people don't, people start to not like the Bill Gates. And guess what? For some reason, these billionaires, they really like to be liked. They both want to shove their dicks around our mouths, but they want us to like it. They want to be able to pet our hair and go, you know, you like that. So anyways, saw quite a few stories that it looks like the global elites, they're starting to walk it back. Now, if you ask me, my guess is they're just trying to reorganize. They tested the waters. They lost a lot of money on this thing. They tried to ram it down our throats and it just didn't work. And now they got to figure out new profit-making schemes that maybe they can sneaky, sneaky, sneaky a little bit more, or they just got to buy a little bit more time. Like you think uh, they're done with disinformation boards or just uh, Twitter got a hold of that you know, yappy lady singing songs about how much she was going to take away our ability to think for ourselves on issues. And the internet got all pissed off about it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to actually have the singing, you know, lady uh, censor you uh, because we agree with you that that's ridiculous. But did come across a series of article over the last three days. And this is just one week of news. So who knows? You know, I I do know for sure I've I've seen these... uh, uh, these diversity inclusion officers on room. I thought I was making an impact. No, you weren't doing anything. 
You know that you weren't doing anything. You had the cushiest job where you were making a very large salary to literally get in the way of capitalism and get in the way of people actually creating value for labor and hoping to profit off of slinging bullshit. So congratulations on being great at bullshit and being so good at it that you're actually willing to cry about the fact that the thing that you invested into, it, it, it's like you're upset that your scam is over and that you're caught and yet you still feel comfortable showing up and going, but I was running an honest scam. No, you weren't. So anyways, it does look like at least their sales pitch on the whole thing is starting to unravel. None of their promises have come due. And uh, it was an interesting week as I saw a number of stories that were uh, apparently kind of walking back this push towards, uh, you know, the green energy thing. So let's start with this was from uh, there was the video. You guys can go watch the video. It's out there. But this was from the New York Post. Once again, even Bill Gates is backtracking. Um, the air has gone out of the climate crisis balloon. And I thought I had the actual quotes from him because I think it's worth reading. Uh, Bill Gates, however, is pumping the brakes on climate panic. Speaking at a New York Times event, he observed that heavy-handed heavy policies won't work. If you try to do climate brute force, you will get people who say, I like climate, but I don't want to bear the cost and reduce my standard of living. As Gates noted, many of these people are in middle-income countries like China and India that are the biggest contributors to carbon emissions today, and emissions, unlike those of the United States, have been growing. He also rained on the Greens' apocalyptic parade, saying no temperature country is going to become uninhabitable. And he cautioned against untested approaches like massive tree planting. Are we the science people? Are we the idiots? Which one do we want to be? While the climate policies the political system supports are mostly the ones that likely, uh, whatever, keep going, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, even he's walking it back where he's like, yeah, yeah, screaming that the world's about to end unless you give me control. Uh, people don't seem to like that. So we're, we're going we're gonna to stop doing that. All right. And then, um, so this was from the uh, Wall Street Journal was in the opinion section. But I guess in uh, England, they uh, had some heavy handed uh, gasoline car figures of getting rid of gasoline cars. And now it sounds like they're just punting on it because uh, people are like, yeah, I kind of need my car to get to work and stuff. And, uh, you know, you're my business partner. You're, you're taking the taxes. Don't you want me to go to work? Doesn't that help you? If I go to work, I'm going to make money for both of us here. I'm going to take my car away. Let's make some money here. All right, let's read a couple paragraphs of this. Uh, the second pillar, the moral imperative of self-abasing action to combat climate change, is failing too. Most interestingly, again in Europe and the UK, where it has long been the official religion of the secularist priesthood. Last week, Britain's notionally conservative government took a small but symbolically important step in climate apostasy, announcing some sensible tweaks to a program of regulatory decarbonization mandates, such as pushing back by a few years the phasing out of new gasoline-powered cars. The move was precipitated by the high and rising cost to ordinary citizens uh, of these measures and didn't actually involve yet a formal retreat from the ambitious goal of making the country's carbon neutral by 2050. But the howls from almost the entire establishment were an encouraging sign that the priesthood knows its days are numbered. I guess it's easy now to go, hey, yeah, yeah, in 2050, we're going to completely carbon free and we're going to do all these things. And don't worry, it's not going to be any changes for 10 years. And then 10 years later, you know, the changes actually come and people are like, oh, wait, I have to carpool with that guy and I'm going to have to wait on a bus and you're going to regulate that I can't heat my home as much as I wanted to. And all of a sudden, all the things I want are going to cost me more. And it's not even going to do anything for the environment because China and India are just going to continue to pollute. And even if we continue to pollute, you can't actually prove that that's the thing that's changing the weather because there's been weather patterns forever. 
And as I become astonishingly more aware of the fact that the science will lie to me, particularly in regard to models such as the one that you did with COVID, people are getting pretty smart. But they only get smart when you start taking shit that they wanted. And they're like, oh, I didn't want to have to actually sacrifice that. Uh, all right, let's read a little bit more. So there was a uh, Lego. I've, I've said this before. You know, you, you, you try and pretend like some of these uh, carbon neutral things are actually helping the environment. And then it turns out to just be a racket. So Lego has uh, abandoned its efforts to try and move away from plastic because all the other options that it was experimenting with were actually, uh, I guess, worse for the environment. Or if they weren't worse for the environment, they weren't actually reducing carbon at all. Isn't it a little bit weird, though, that there's no less expensive Lego? Like, how is there not a Ravac or competitor with a cheaper, shittier Lego? How is it when you go to Walmart, there isn't, like, Walmart brand Lego? Because actually recently my nephew broke his arm, and I was like, oh, this kid's all sad. He broke his arm. Oh, I'll be a good uncle. I'll show up with some toys. And he's like, I want a Ninjago. I was like, I'll get you that Ninjago. And then you show up, and by the way, there are no toy stores anymore. You literally have to go to Walmart, or you got to shop on Amazon. It's one of the two. And sometimes you just want something right now because you don't want to have to actually sit on your computer and have to read. You just want to walk into a store, pick a thing up, and then walk out with it. Which, by the way, you can't even do that at Walmart because you're going to be fighting people for the aisles. You're going to be fighting people for bags. You're going to end up wasting time on buying more stupid black t-shirts to add to your stupid black t-shirt collection, which by the way, I need a new wardrobe. There's too many comics like me that have just saw Louie and were like, you know what? That's an easier thing than actually buying clothes. So cool. Black t-shirts and jeans. I'm done. Better than a polo shirt, which makes you look like a rich white douche. Anyways, back to Ninjago's. And then the kid, you give it to the kid and you check back up and you're like, no, you can't not finish this. That's not an option. That, that was like $85 worth of Legos. You're going to finish that and you're going to enjoy it. You're going to come back and you're going to thank me. You're going to show me. You're going to show off to me how much you actually liked it. I knew it wasn't a good idea. I remember big building Legos as a kid. And I remember being a lot older than you and actually enjoying for one day looking through all the things and things and things and building like some stupid fucking pyramid. But I look at this Ninjago thing. I could just look at the box. I knew that your stupid little small hands weren't going to be able to complete this task. I knew that. But no, you said you needed the $87 fucking Ninjago with the attachable thing. I knew you weren't going to possibly finish this. That's why you just need a stupid, cheaper, broken Lego version that the kids will never be able to complete because it was shitty and broken anyways. And then you can feel better about the fact. And, and then you don't have to resent people for, uh, for the gifts that you bought them while you were trying to be nice. All right. <laughs> this is from Zero Hedge. Uh, and this was showcasing the scam of the uh, carbon credit buying things. I've said this multiple times on the show, but, you know, what, are we going to stop repeating ourselves now? Here's the problem with this whole thing. It's what happens with the with the silicon chips that are going into the, the microchips that are going to go into all the computers and stuff. It's that we don't want to do this stuff here because uh, it's bad for the environment. But, you know, we'll do it and have slaves over there because that's over there. And then we could pretend like we're being nice, normal, pe moral people and we're not doing these things. Over here, hey, we got an environment to worry about. Over there on the other side of the world, yeah, that ocean's not attached to our ocean. You would dump as much radiation as you want in that ocean. That's not our ocean. I mean, we really care about the environment over here and like pretending like things that you do over there aren't going to affect us over here. Carbon thing's the same thing. You go build something over there that takes up more carbon to build it then it will ever save, but then you bring it over here, and that's a carbon-reducing technology, and you get to pay, and then people got to pay money for it. And that's a concept that I pulled out of my ass just because I understand that the elites work. 
I just understand that that's the way the racket's going to work. I can't tell you the particulars. I don't know who's building carbon technology over there. But anyways, there was a uh, Zero Hedge article, and it was uh, exploring, I guess, the whatever extent carbon credit systems that make Al Gore money currently exist are in function. And so the analysis found that 39 or 78% of the 50 projects were categorized as likely junk or worthless due to one or more fundamental failing that undermines its alleged mission's offsetting power. This stuff's above my pay grade. I don't even know the specifics on the technology. I don't even know the specifics of where the carbon credit schemes are. But anytime I see pure numbers of, hey, it's a scam, I'm at least I'm interested. I'm, I'm relying it to you guys. Eight others or 16% look problematic. There's evidence to suggest that they may have at least one fundamental failing and could therefore be junk. If you're out there and you actually understand the particulars of the carbon credit scheme and the people who are profiting off of it, Maybe pitch our listeners investing. No, because we're at the end of the pump and dump. You gotta, you gotta start shorting this shit now, because uh, Bill Gates and the other ones have realized that they're getting out of it. All right, this is two more articles, or maybe this is the last article on this topic. This is also from the uh, Wall Street Journal. European love green politics until the bill comes due. Let's just read a little bit of this. For years, Europe has been at the forefront of the global drive to curb carbon emissions and slow climate change, pledging to reach net zero emissions by 2050. Overwhelming numbers of Europeans say they like the idea. Now, however, a small but growing black lack suggests a more complicated truth. Voters may like the idea more than the reality. As time draws near to take concrete actions and the costs of the transition become more visible, some members of the public and politicians will get cold feet. Last week, the UK said it would delay a planned ban on the sale of new gasoline-powered cars and vans to 2035 from 2030 and ease plans to force households to scrap their gas-powered boilers for pricier but cleaner heat pumps. It also promised never to impose a carbon tax on meat or aviation to other sources of emissions. So here's what we need. We just need new ways to pretend to be humanitarian until the bill comes due. Like, you know, instead of having government go through the whole process of enacting the regulations and then you and me having to scream, hey, why is it that the Fed is changing its charter to also account for uh, for green energy initiatives? And why is it that the SEC is trying to impose on businesses that they have to start tracking their ESG and whatever scores? And instead of making us scream about this stuff that you guys aren't going to enact anyways, because once the policy comes due, unless you have total totalitarian control of the government, people are going to actually realize, hey, that makes me a lot poorer and I don't like being poorer. So instead of having to go through this whole circle of bullshit, excuse me, I screamed my throat dry. Uh, instead of having to go through this entire circle of bullshit, can't we just have a clap for the environment? If everyone goes outside and they clap at the same time, the environment's going to be fine. Or if everyone eats soup on Tuesdays, I don't know, just come up with some other stupid fucking rituals so people can feel better about themselves. And then we can avoid all the stupidity and make more money and, and let the and economy grow. Uh, but in the meantime, don't forget to, to, to support Michelle Obama. And, and Barack Obama and getting back into office with the... He needs a man that will actually listen to him and not just stutter through the ideas and then blunder all the policies. Or maybe they just need four more years to completely wreck Ukraine. I don't exactly know what the policy is, but remember to support Barack Obama's man-wife as she pursues office. And uh, hopefully everyone realizes that I understand that Michelle is actually... A beautiful woman because I like a manly looking lady so I I see her as a as a beautiful lady and I think anything that suggests otherwise is frankly offensive 
and uh, those people should be uh, stripped from the internet. And so I hope that the overlords really only listen to the last part of the show, which is where I clarify all of my views uh, to ensure that, you know, maybe I can create a program that down the line, YouTube will have me back on. All right, that's our show. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. Remember, Summer Porch Tour, you thought summer was over, but not in Las Vegas, not in Arizona, not till Phoenix. I will be personally closing out summer in those regions. I will be showing up and declaring summer to be over. Also, sheath inspections with Robert from Sheath. I'll be emailing all the winners who will be wearing the orange hats, walking around Skankfest, teaching other people how they can return to the Lord, release the anger from their heart, and make room for new anger to hate new individuals in their lives. That's very important. I think that should be an annual cleansing event of releasing all your previous anger to make room for more anger. Uh, at the Europe tour, uh, Mohegan Sun next weekend. Uh, and I think that's all. I, I don't think there's any more show left, so thanks for hanging out with me. Back soon with another episode, maybe one from Skankfest, if not next week when I return home.